talking about coaching. As always, I'm here with Yannick and with Sivash. Hello. And today we're going to speaking about your niche. So that's very much a question that's been on my mind as I'm kind of designing my website and starting to put myself out there to clients is how do I best kind of categorize myself with the vast amount of different things that are currently out there. Um, I mean, what I find myself doing is kind of, I've gone from uh, being a transformational coach to just calling myself a life coach, to calling myself an existential coach, to calling myself a mindset coach, and like all these different things, which I feel are all kind of a part of what I address and what I'd like to be focusing on with my clients. Um, But I don't know, at the moment I'm kind of back to just calling it a life coach to make it more all-encompassing. Um, and I guess I'm wondering what are the benefits and, and you know, maybe the, the shortcomings of really kind of focusing in and zoning in on a niche. Ooh, that is super interesting already because when you start talking about a niche, you immediately go to what's the approach to my work. Mm-hmm. When most people, when they hear niche, they think, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, men in their 50s who work in insurance and like cats. Okay, you know, oh, they, interesting. They talk very much about the demographic, like who's your target mm. audience, you know, what's your niche, what's the people that you want to help, you know, what's the people that you want to sell to, mm-hmm. what's the people that you want to attract and whose attention you want to grab. You know? Interesting, yeah, I guess that's looking at it from the other way yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's super good that you already open up another perspective on niche. Okay. Because if you, if you think only about demographic, if you only think about who are the people that I want to work with, the general idea is, is very useful. It's like if you say, hey, you, you know, somebody might turn around or 10 people might turn around or nobody might turn around. But mm-hmm. if you say, hey, John, <laughs> you know, yeah. John will turn around. If you say, hey, you in the yellow shirt with the pink shoes, you know, if that person is there, they'll definitely turn around and then you have their attention. Okay. And I think that's one of the main uh, important bits around niching is that it allows you to, to get people's attention much more efficiently than you would usually if you just kind of put something out in the ether. If you say, hey, um, I help people achieve what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very generic. So it's going to talk to everybody. Yeah. But it's not not going to talk to anybody very specifically. Okay, so we're using niche more in the sense of like your target audience. Mm-hmm. So well, I get it. That, that depends. I, what I when I work with clients, I always try to uh, elevate that, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily away from the demographic, but uh, also including the niche can be many things. It can be your demographic. It can be the people you know uh, who are very specific and what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. It can be your approach. Mm-hmm. You know, an existential coach is a is a particular niche. It's your approach to your work. Mm-hmm. It's quite unique. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it can also be uh, who you are as a person. You know, mm-hmm. you as a person are a niche. I know mm-hmm. several uh, life coaches. They're just life coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, not just life coaches, but it's very broad, very generic. They work with mm-hmm. a broad range of issues, and they're not saying, uh, you know, any kind of specific things. Mm-hmm. But they're such characters that when you talk to them or you see them speak, you feel you relate to them. You mm-hmm. know, and so that can be your niche also. Okay. Or the fourth one, it can be a very specific problem that you're addressing or a very specific desire or goal that you help people to achieve. Mm-hmm. So when you say, uh, I'm, a, I'm a coach who helps people with, uh, with burnout or, mm-hmm. um, you know, to recover from, uh, from stress or, mm-hmm. you know, I help people quadruple their income or build a business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very, it's a broad demographic. It could be anybody who's running a business. 
but uh, it's very specific around the the goal that mm-hmm. they have or mm-hmm. the problem. What are you trying to avoid? Or what are you trying to achieve? Mm-hmm. So uh, just it can be the demographic. It can be your approach. It can be a very specific problem or a goal, mm-hmm. and it can be you as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think if you elevate your idea or perspective on niche to go uh, beyond demographic or beyond mm-hmm. the approach. Mm-hmm then you can niche in many different ways. Okay, nice. That's usually the first thing I, I kind of uh, give people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what do you think, Tuvish? Well, I think it's, it's such a big topic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my, my first thing is like, well, well when, I, when I talk to coaches, I think I really look at where they are, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that, for me, like the easiest way to describe it is like, it's like a relationship. Right? Often people think it is a, it's like a marriage. Like mm-hmm. If I choose something, I have to stick with it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But it's actually more something that you can choose for a certain amount of time and you can change it over time. Mm-hmm. Right? I wouldn't recommend changing it every day, but <laughs> yeah. changing it like maybe you can change it every three months, six months. You can reevaluate, okay. you know, am I still aligned? Do I enjoy doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like what Yannick said. It's about you can approach it from so many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Right? And just just before you go there, like I, I just want to underline what you just said because that's the main thing that coaches tend to be really scared of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, once I pick my niche, I cannot go back. Okay. Once yeah. once I say I have this approach, or when I, once I say I help those kind of people, and I do all these marketing materials and I write copy for my website. You know, yes, it involves a certain amount of work to uh, to focus what you do to a specific group of people, for example, mm-hmm. or around a specific problem mm-hmm. or a goal or desire. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't change it. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, for most coaches that just get qualified, it's probably good not to... In a, in a, in a, this is a personal opinion. I don't want to see what's right or wrong, but it's probably good not to niche too narrow down too much Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden you know you make it really difficult you have to be really good at your marketing Mm -hmm. to get to that right person right in the beginning i would really recommend you know coaching a lot of different people and then seeing what you enjoy Mm -hmm. Mm. right for me personally i've always had this another approach is actually looking at the not just looking at the demographic but they're looking at the psychographic like that's the right word but it's looking more at who they are Mm -hmm. as a character Okay. Right? So more like working with people that have a growth mindset, working mm-hmm. with people that, you know, take ownership, mm-hmm. working with people that are fun and coachable. Mm-hmm. People who think deeply, people yeah. with a certain kind of value. Uh, I even like, I know some coaches who coach Christians, you know, or okay. they, they coach Republicans or they coach liberals. Interesting. You know? So okay. it's like anybody in the whole world can be one or the other. But yeah. the psychographic is more about uh, the characteristics of that person rather yeah. than the demographics. Yeah. Exactly. So you you can approach it in so many different ways. I mean, wh- one of the things that I personally felt like in the beginning is like I'm I'm like a little bird going in, into a cage, mm-hmm. right? Focusing on a small on a small niche. But what I notice now personally is that even though my business is now very niched, my marketing is very niche, mm-hmm. I constantly get people approaching me that are outside of that niche and okay. say, "Hey, I notice you work with so and so. Are you open to working with me?" Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I look at usually the psychographic. Is this someone that, you know, are my values aligned with this person? Mm-hmm. Is this someone? Is this someone fun to work with? Mm-hmm. How do you find that out? Well, I, I find that out to just having a conversation. Got well, you. Okay. Usually having at least one or two conversations mm-hmm. before I decide okay. to work with someone. Mm-hmm. Fine. Okay. So, and that that fits into that point. It's like when niching becomes really important, 
when you are the first one to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, for Why? example, if you put advertising out there to yeah. people that have that don't know you, mm -hmm. you know, it's very useful to be quite niche mm -hmm. because then you speak to somebody very specifically and they feel like you're speaking to them. Mm -hmm. You know, ideally you speak to people by their name, for first name and last name, if you can, because mm -hmm. then you have their attention. Okay. And the broader and the more vague that gets, the less likely is that they turn their heads around and listen to you. Yeah, or when someone says, what do you do? Mm -hmm. That's when you kind of have your, you know, your niche message or your, your statement ready. Okay. Um, and personally, it's quite funny you bring that up because how I, what I did in my first years, every time someone asked, what do you do? I just said, I'm a coach. And I asked them about them mm -hmm. and then relate back to them. Mm -hmm. So if someone that said, well, I'm in this job and this and this, I would say, oh yeah, I've mm -hmm. worked with other people that are right, okay. you know, mm -hmm. executive yeah. or other professionals. Right. And that's the way. Another way is just saying, well, I'm a life coach that helps people in relationships. I'm a life coach that helps people grow their business. I'm a life coach that helps people grow their confidence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can be someone that you know and this this sometimes requires a bit more experience but you can niche down based on the requirements of what mm -hmm. the person needs mm -hmm. absolutely right? and when you know that or when you find that out first then you can position what you do as a coach in relation to what they've just told you so if you know somebody very well and this mm -hmm. is why lots of people tell you well you need to know your target audience quite well you need to know who those people are that you're talking to what are they struggling with what are they trying to achieve what are their values and then you can position it um, I used to live with a guy who sold uh, who sold um, adverts to motorcycle uh, for motorcycle magazines. Okay. Um, so he used to cold call a bunch of people, and uh, he would never pitch immediately what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. You know, he would start the conversation with, "Hey, how are you doing? How's business going?" You know, mm -hmm. trying to figure out what they're currently struggling with, what their challenges are, mm -hmm. what kind of person they are, mm -hmm. what do they think? Mm -hmm. You know, so they I they see. let he let them talk first. So that he will get to know them. Yeah. So then afterwards, he can position whatever services they might have in their packet uh, in their pocket, mm -hmm. in it, so that it made sense to them. Mm -hmm. But if you just kind of put an advert out uh, and you don't know much about who's listening, then niching becomes super important because you need to figure out who those people are, right. so that you can yeah. position it to them. But like I have so coaching can help in such a broad variety. You know, yeah. just having a space where you listen to and where you have a chance to strategize and, you know, figure stuff out. Yeah. That process is a, is a very generic one. It can work for lots of different situations. But niching helps you for selling and like being more specific about what you're offering. Yeah. So when they talk first, when you get to know somebody at a party or in a pub or at a network event, at a conference, you know, if you just kind of have a conversation, get to know them. And then afterwards, if you want to pitch something or afterwards, mm -hmm. if you want to offer their server, your services, you can then be very specific uh, and um, responding to what they've already told you, what you already know. So in that sense, is a niche necessary? Uh, yes and no. Depends what kind of context you're in. If you're speaking first, it's really helpful to niche. And it's an interesting question of can you niche too much? Mm -hmm. And I fully agree with Sivas. Like in the beginning, it's helpful to coach a lot of people mm -hmm. and figure out who who do you want to help. And what I often ask is, uh, um, think about clients that got the most out of the work mm -hmm. and that you enjoyed working with the most. Mm -hmm. And Ideally, they're the same, but not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have a group of clients that emerges where like, oh, those kind of people or those kind of demographic or those kind of goals, those kind of problems, they seem to be getting a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I enjoy really yeah. working around that. Mm -hmm. And that's a likely niche for you that can emerge. Mm -hmm. You know, that's useful to focus on. But 
I'd like to keep it broad. In the beginning, I had like 12 niches. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> now, I, now I have like three, but uh, the niche matters in terms of where do you place your marketing message? What yeah. do you put out there? Yeah. And as I said earlier, like somebody comes to me because somebody said, oh, I've been working with Yannick and it's great and they don't fit the marketing messages I put out on social media mm-hmm. or uh, in advertising or something. Um, but the, I talk to them and... I, I, if I figured I can help them, I work with them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter yeah. if they fit the marketing messages I put out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so over time, your niche will clarify. Mm-hmm. Uh, your niche will uh, like um, what's the word? Like it'll it'll come up. It'll evolve. define itself. Yeah. Evolve. Okay. Uh, but you don't. It doesn't define you necessarily. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Nick. And one of the things is that often we feel like we have to do something. Like you hear people like, "Oh, I should be niching." Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's telling you, right? You know, and, and I think what's the important thing is you shouldn't be doing anything in coaching unless you like it and mm-hmm. enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really about your intention. If you want, if you get to a point where your business is growing and you want to scale, you want to do workshops, you want to do, you know, group coaching programs, create online courses, then I think it's a great idea to niche because then, you know, like Kenny mentioned, you can get very clear on your marketing, mm-hmm. right? Who do I help? What are their frustrations? What are the you know, what's their fear? Mm-hmm. What do they want? What do they aspire to? Mm-hmm. So we can get really clear on the message and when they read the message, that's like, hey, this person understands me, mm-hmm. right? So we can really get to the heart of it. And especially mm-hmm. in a world where there are so many coaches, you know, one way to stand out is by being really clear about your messaging. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving this conversation. I've gotten so much useful uh, information out of that. I guess one thing that remains open for me and that I'm wondering about is... Um, kind of like the pros and cons in a way because I'm finding like at this point of where I'm at with my coaching like I'm struggling to recruit people to begin with and I feel like you know especially if I'm looking at my immediate circle I'm constantly having to like pitch and explain what is coaching how it can really benefit you and I'm finding I'm needing to keep it quite broad because if I if I niched in like either with my approach or with the kind of subject matter that I'm kind of coaching people on I would just like make my pool of people even smaller and I haven't got the network and the experience yet to kind of really focus down so like you said Subash, yeah probably at the beginning helpful in some ways to like keep it open and bigger in order to like also like find out what it is you're taking to more um but yeah i mean i guess i'm, I'm leaving that maybe even as an open question just kind of at this stage as a beginning kind of coach whether niching is the best option or not mm-hmm. well that, that's the thing right if you put out there on your social media and on your website and when you talk to people it's like I coach women in business mm-hmm. or I coach women in insurance who are in CEO positions. Mm-hmm. Or, well, maybe that's the, not the best starting target group. But like, yeah. <laughs> um, you're excluding a bunch of people. They're not going to respond to it because mm-hmm. they legitimately feel that that's the people that you work with. Mm-hmm. And so it implies sort of that you don't work with the others. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it really depends on what your context is because mm-hmm. there's some some parts of the niche that work in terms of demographic but in terms of problems some problems everybody has Mm -hmm. so for example as an existential coach my niche was people alive in the world with other people Mm -hmm. okay that sucked (laughs) it was also great because my coaching approach works generally for a very broad variety of people because Mm -hmm. being human means you have all these existential stuff going on Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of marketing message that was shit (laughs) because you know uh, yeah so how do I make that happen um but um, some things speak to everybody. So mm-hmm. that, that works because if you're already in conversation with somebody, that mm-hmm. works. You know? And again, if you're the one speaking mm-hmm. first, that's mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. If you're not the one speaking first, 
then you can position whatever you have towards them. So you might say, I help people uh, like get over feeling stuck mm -hmm. and enjoy their life again, mm -hmm. you know, or like uh, do work that matters. Mm -hmm. It's very generic mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily gonna turn everybody's heads. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a conversation for five, 10 minutes with somebody and they've just been telling you how, how they are stuck, yeah. regardless of what they do, you can then say, I help people like you achieve what you told me you're struggling with just yeah. now. Yeah, okay. You know? And then it's really relevant, mm -hmm. even though it, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you want to uh, engage in a conversation, either one-to-one, -one, that's mm -hmm. ideal, because mm -hmm. you're in conversation. But social media is kind of the same thing. You, you're engaging in a conversation just with a larger, much larger pool of people. Mm -hmm. you know? And through social media, you can tell what somebody's values are and what they do for a living and what they're currently struggling with mm -hmm. you know, and what their goals and aspirations are, depending on their profiles and how But I guess then my question is, are you adjusting your approach to the client, which you know, in terms of getting business, mm -hmm. I see is very smart, or, but is that still authentic? Mm. Well, that depends. Like if you genuinely want to help those people, like, I mean, mm -hmm. anything you just do to get the business, uh, I'm not so sure about it. Okay. But like, if you, if you choose a group of people, I often ask uh, the coaches that I work with, who do you want to help? Mm -hmm. You know, who do you care about? Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of work <laughs> excites you? What kind of conversations uh, do you enjoy? Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of outcomes do you want to help your clients achieve? Mm -hmm. And then you can figure out, okay, so who are those people? Mm -hmm. Tell me about a client that you loved working with, mm -hmm. you absolutely loved working with. Mm -hmm. And then they tell you about that client. Mm -hmm. So that's likely to be an ideal client, mm -hmm. you know? And also right. very often what comes out is that uh, people's ideal clients are often a version of themselves, mm -hmm. you know, which is great because they know a lot about them because they're kind of like them. Mm -hmm. So you tell your stories, you put your values out and mm -hmm. the people that are kind of like you and struggle with the same things, maybe you've worked through it already, maybe not, but like those people will relate to you. Okay. So that often is people's niches. Okay. You know, we work with people who are similar. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, Careful with that, by the way, because if people are very similar to you, you also you make a lot of assumptions guiding and, yeah. and it's very tempting to give advice on what worked for you, you. when actually they're not, they might be similar, mm. but they you know, so that's, that's another level of complexity. Yes, yeah. I see that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that those are great points and I would look, like to look at it from a different view. Okay. I mean, f hearing your specific question, right? I think, you know, what I would personally do, I wouldn't talk about coaching. Mm -hmm. I would just invite them into a coaching conversation. Mm-hmm. And it just takes away the, in a way, it takes away the whole niching conversation, mm -hmm. right? But it slows you down and brings you present to the moment. Mm -hmm. and, and this is maybe a little bit difference between online and offline. Mm -hmm. Anytime, you know, where I'm traveling or when I'm going to an event, I'm just present with a person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about niching. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about my niche or what I really do. Mm -hmm. I'm just present with a person. Mm -hmm. And then if I feel the connection, I enjoy working or talking to that person, then I will take to the next step. Okay. Right? And it just gets you present because from personal experience, every time I talk about coaching, mm -hmm. in terms of what, is, what coaching is, mm -hmm. it just doesn't really connect with people. Okay. It's more like intellectually, but it doesn't get mm -hmm. to, the, to, them, to their heart. Mm -hmm. So rather than that, I just get really present and focus on them. Okay. When you're in conversation with people. You yeah, know, exactly. when, when we talk about online game, you know, then we're, we're on social media, we're not being present with a person, we're just kind of putting stuff out there. Mm -hmm. And that brings us back to who's the first one talking and what kind of context are you in? Yeah, you know? exactly. Okay. Do you have conversations? And there are lots of coaches get clients by having lots of conversations. Mm -hmm. 
other coaches get clients by putting very uh, targeted advertising out there. Mm -hmm. You know, and for that, you absolutely have to know your niche. Okay. You know? Yeah. Fair. Okay, guys. I'm sure niching will come back, but perhaps it's a good time <laughs> to, to leave it at this point. Yeah. Did, so. did, did, you, did you get enough out of this? Anything um, still open? No, I mean, I think that's a lot to think about, especially, you know, at the beginning, considering the different kind of ways you could look at niching to begin with. Mm. So, yeah, definitely. There's a lot to absorb and digest. And um, I'll keep you posted on what my niche is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you guys have more questions or thoughts, uh, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, you know, uh, drop us a comment, drop us a line, uh, mm -hmm. ask some follow up questions uh, via our online form. We'll discuss it another yeah. time. And let us know what your niche is. Uh huh. Right. We'd love to hear all the different niches. Yeah. I, I help dot 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 to achieve or avoid dot 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 mm -hmm. by dot dot dot. That's a really good thing to complete. I like it. And then you got your pitch. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> cool. See you next time. See you next time. Hey, everybody. If you found this conversation helpful for you and your coaching practice, then there's a couple of ways that you can support the podcast and stay up to date with future episodes. Obviously, you can subscribe on here on YouTube if that's your jam. If you want to get it straight into your inbox, never miss an episode, uh, there's a link in the description to can sign up for our mailing list. You can uh, leave us a review or follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, come join us on Facebook. Um, we'll get the conversation going there. Uh, obviously, leave us a comment. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. And uh, any way you choose to do that, uh, tell a friend, whatever you want to do. We really appreciate it and we hope you get a lot out of it. So, see you next time.